Hello and welcome to the Sex Logique podcast. In this podcast, we're going to go to the science, the mentality, and the tricks and techniques you need in order to have amazing sex. today's episode we're gonna talk about having fun because we need to have fun in order to have great sex and there is actually a scientific formula to have fun now this formula wasn't originally intended for sex however every component in this formula is also a component in great sex according to science. So we can use this formula as a recipe for how to have more fun in the bedroom. So the scientific formula to have fun in general is playfulness, connection, and flow. Playfulness is to have an easy outlook on life and that you allow yourself to get a kick out of life, but also the situation that you're currently in. And that you don't take yourself too seriously. Our attempts to be cool, professional, or to impress others tends to make us quite boring and often lose the sight of what having fun truly means. Instead of trying to impress people in the bedroom, try to play with them in the bedroom. Have fun with them in the bedroom. And truly enjoy the experience. And when we use play instead of competition and result, there isn't anything that's wrong. Because play requires enthusiasm and engagement, but it doesn't require a specific result. Which allows us to really find the joy in sex rather than the pressure of having to deliver something. The second ingredient is connection. It's the feeling that you're sharing the moment with someone else. Instead of being two lonely people having sex, you are connecting in the experience. Strengthen the connection by finding ways that you can rebel together. You are adults sharing an experience of pleasure in a safe bubble. Find ways to break the rules a little bit. When we break the rules with another person together, we create stronger bonds. Sex without connection tends to be bad sex. You being two lonely people trying to perform an act, trying to reach a result, trying to impress someone, rather than two people together sharing an experience of trying to find pleasure. It's an adventure, not a competition. If you have excellent technique, but you don't have connection with your lover, you're still only going to have mediocre sex. 
But if you have true connection with your partner and you don't necessarily have the correct technique, you still have the possibility to have great sex. And even if the person, if you and your partner reach orgasm, there is still, if you don't have connection, you can still leave that experience feeling not fully satisfied sexually. There is a loneliness and an emptiness in merging your naked bodies together while your heads are on different planets. In order to have connection, you're going to need to be present and you're going to need to have communication. But you're also going to have to be vulnerable and be willing to let your guard down so someone can connect with you. We try to create perfection we, we build a wall between us and other people. A wall that doesn't allow other people to truly get to know us or connect with us. And creating connection doesn't mean something that lasts forever. It can just be having connection in that specific moment. If you're too afraid to connect with other people you are never going to be able to have truly amazing sex. The third ingredient is flow. Flow is about being present in the moment and being involved in the activity so that you get that feeling that time just floats away or disappears. In order to have flow, you have to have your focus on what you're actually doing and you have to be in the moment. You can't have amazing sex or even good sex if you aren't present in the moment. If you aren't present, it's going to be hard for you to be playful because you're not going to be in, merged in the activity itself. But you're also not going to be able to create connection. If you are head or somewhere else, you can't connect with what's in front of you. But also, sex happens in our brain. So when we aren't in the moment, when your thoughts are somewhere else, you are toning down the experience, the sensation that you're having within yourself. Meaning, if you are not present during sex, your partner could have perfect technique and do things perfectly right, but you are not going to have the same sensation. It's impossible for your lover to please you if you are not there mentally to be pleased. When you have sex, you have to remove any distraction that prevent you from being there in the moment. There is only now, not before and not after. You should feel every touch, every stroke, every sensation within your body. Your partner's lips, hands, their genitalia, the smell, the taste, everything. What you see, take it in. Not being mindful in sex can, especially for women, prevent us from reaching orgasm. And even if we do reach orgasm, 
we are most likely going to have a much more muted version. We're not going to be able to reach the full potential of our orgasm. We're also not going to reach the full potential of the sexual experience or sexual satisfaction if we're doing other things in our head or if our head isn't with our body and our lover. No planning or problem solving should be happening at the same time. And learning to be mindful in sex isn't just going to make your sex life much better. It's also going to make your lover's sexual experience with you much better. But it's also going to increase your quality of life. Sex happens in our brain as much as in our bodies. Our nerves take the information and send it to our brain to give it context. Everything we see, feel or hear it's just random pieces of information that our brain put in to a scenario and a context for us. Without the brain, we wouldn't know what's going on. Like if you see bright lights shining in the night when you're on the road, it is your brain that put that context into that that is another car that is moving towards you. Because your eyes only see light. Your brain put it into a context that make you be able to take action. So when your brain is not into something, if your brain is not part of the equation, the information is pointless. Because it doesn't have any context. And when we are not being mindful, our brain is not completely detached. So... We might be aware of what's going on, but the experience itself and the cessation that we feel are going to be much more toned down. Dr. Laurie Brott did studies on mindfulness and sex and found that mindfulness in sex have a huge impact on our sex drive and sexual satisfaction. And the effect is long-lasting and is equally as large in women as in men. If you struggle to be mindful in sex, you can train mindfulness outside of sex to then later take it into the bedroom. So it has been shown that people that practice normal classical mindfulness uh, or do meditation or similar exercises, um, that that will impact their ability to be mindful also during sex. But there are also some sheet codes that you can use. If you need to be mindful right now in the moment and you don't have the time to train yourself, even though everyone should train themselves to be present and mindful during sex. So that's a long-term goal that everyone should have and it's one of the very, very basics in the sex is to be able to be present and mindful. But if you need to help your partner or yourself to be mindful right now, then what you can use is unpredictability and engagement. Unpredictability can be used by the partner to the person that struggles to be present during sex. When something unexpected happens, our body kicks us back into the present to see what's going on. 
And these things can be things like changing position or sudden or unexpected forms of touches. Now, obviously, these things need to be consented to beforehand, but uh, sudden touches could, for instance, be spanking or pinching, only changing the position or moving the other person's body um, is other options that can be used. It could also be sounds or other things happening in the scenario that is sudden and unexpected by the other person. Um, again, it has to be consented to beforehand that all the things you do are things that the other person are okay with and likes, but uh, these things um, can help the person to suddenly kick back into reality and into the present. The second cheat code you can use is engagement. When we have to be engaged in the activity, uh, it's hard for us to not be present in it. If we have to play an active role, not just physically as in we are on top and riding the other person or with the penetrator, um, but because we can still do that because it's a rhythm. It has some kind of rhythm, so it's an activity that doesn't necessarily require us to be present. Um, but when we have to be engaged fully, meaning it's not just something that we, it's not a repetitive uh, movement or it's not something that's just repetitive, then we have to stay focused and we have to stay um, present in the experience. Now, having a good rhythm is important for sex. So constantly changing the rhythm uh, is not to be advised, but that could be having a rhythm that's not just like boom, boom, boom. Maybe you do too quick, one long, too quick, one long, or like two, three shallow, one deep. You know, these things can also be um, helpful. However, you also don't want to get too technical because you don't want to focus too much on the technique. You want to be able to focus on the sensation. So another way that you can help someone else be mindful or help yourself to be mindful is by explaining what is happening around you out loud. So you can talk dirty to your partner. Either if you're the person that struggle with being mindful, you can be the one explaining how things feel. How does it feel to penetrate or how does it feel to be penetrated? How does the touch feel? How, like, what's the sensation in your body? What is happening? What is your partner doing to you right now? What are you doing to your partner? Uh, explaining these things forces us to be in the moment because we actually have to register what is happening, all of it. We can't be out of it. We can't be out of the moment. So that can be helpful. And if you're the person whose partners struggle with it, you can help them by asking questions or encouraging them to describe the sensation in their body. Again, I would say that this is something best um, to be consented to beforehand, because if you're just asking a bunch of questions, especially if someone <laughs> constantly asking, what are you doing now? What is happening now? What am I doing to you now? It can almost sound like, you know, when you have a kid in the car and ask, asking you, when are we there? When are we there? Are we there yet? <laughs> it becomes can not very 
erotic necessarily if it's too much it it can be a very sexy question to explain or to ask someone what you're doing to them or what they're doing to you or how they feel so that is not bad questions they're very good questions but if it's too much or too frequent or in the wrong moment um, that can be unerotic for the person if the person isn't in on it and know that they should do more elaborate um, answers because here you need to kind of continue right so if someone just then answer with one sentence then that means that you would have to constantly ask questions and then it becomes almost like an interview instead and when I say the wrong moment what I mean is asking too many questions when someone for instance is giving you oral sex or they have their mouth full literally um, that can also be annoying because it's it can be hot if it's like once or twice but if it's continuously so it's impossible for them to actually do what they're trying to do with their mouth <laughs> because they constantly have to answer your questions then that can kind of take away from the moment so it's it's nice it can be really nice to do those things but um, don't overdo it and if the strategy is to use for them to keep being present during sex it should more be like something continuous where they con explain what is happening for a longer period of time so it's best that the person is actually in on it beforehand engagement in combination with uh, technique or focusing on technique is again as I said the technique part is you have to be careful because it can make the other person too focused on the technique and not the sensation in their body. However, if they're the one giving pleasure, like if you're giving oral pleasure to someone else and you, again, here you want to be mindful because it's not just about your pleasure, it's about the other pleasure, person's pleasure as well. So you want to be, be present even when you are only giving and the other person can 100% feel it. And they're going to be able to feel the difference. So if you want to be a good lover, you have to be in the moment. You can't be thinking about other things while you give pleasure to someone else. Um, but in this case, you're not necessarily focusing on your own body sensation. So here you can use technique as a tool to help you be more present in the moment by focusing on different techniques in combination with engaging with the person. So here maybe answering questions or you could ask them questions if you're aware that your mind tends to slip um, like how do you like that uh, or so on or what would you like to do to you next um, or other questions like that can help you to stay more engaged with the other person if this is something you struggle with but again it's something that every single person should practice that you can be present during sex and that you can have connection with your partner and you can do exercises and practice together in the bedroom but also just practicing mindfulness outside of sex will help you be mindful in sex so you can whether you go to classes or you use an app or you uh, just meditate by yourself or you can just search on youtube for meditations and start to practice um, yourself 
outside of sex will help you also during sex. Not being present during sex and not having communication during sex can also lower your sex drive over time. Um, this is shown in multiple studies. So it's important to really learn those skills if you want to have a good healthy sex life for long periods of time, not just to improve it for the moment. Now, if you're a couple and you struggle with this, um, there is an exercise that is used in therapy that is very successful and very famously used uh, all over the world with uh, many therapists. The purpose of the exercise is to find back to your sex drive uh, if you struggle with the sex drive in the relationship. But the exercise itself is a form of mindfulness and uh, yeah, training to be present and to be engaged with your partner. So I think it's an exercise you can use for that as well. And originally, this exercise were created to be done every single day for a period of time um, for people that really struggled with the sex drive in the relationship. Or, but Dr. Lori Broth, for example, used this exercise and she put it down to once a week. And I guess it also depends on how big your struggle is. If you use this just as a way to get better at being mindful and communicative with your partner, you might not necessarily have to follow a very strict schedule. The exercise takes one hour and it's split into four parts, so four 15-minute parts, and it comes in two steps. So originally, if you struggle with your sex drive, you should do both steps so you start with step one and when once you get to the point when that is no longer difficult you move on to step two i would say if you don't struggle with the sex drive you both have a good healthy sex drive you only want to use this exercise to be more mindful and to be more present with each other i think you can start straight away with step two because they're very very similar it's just a very sudden subtle differences that are important for the original purpose of the exercise but if that's not you then i think you can start straight away with step two but i'm gonna go through both step one and step two here so in step one the first part the first 15 minutes you spend getting ready getting ready is setting the mood so you set the mood to do the exercise, you can turn the lights a bit down and you remove all distractions. Turn off all electronics that can distract you. The TV, the phone, anything that can be a distraction should be removed. You also remove your clothes in this part. The second 15 minutes, one part is touching the other. So one partner is touching the, the other one everywhere except on the genitalia and the breasts. During this time, the, the person that's being touched is giving feedback to their partner, verbal feedback of what is feeling good and not. How does the touch feel? 
you should describe the feeling and the sensation of the touch and what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy so much. Uh, remember to keep the feedback positive, but true. The third part of the exercise is the same, except now you switch roles. So now the person that we're touching is now being touched by the person that was being touched before. So now you switch roles, the other person is touching and the other one is giving feedback on the sensation of the touch. And you're again, you're touching all over the body, not just a specific area, and you're playing with different kinds of touch during the exercise. And there is no right or wrong. The partner is guiding you and giving feedback. The last 15 minutes, you talk about how it felt emotionally. So during the exercise, one person is being touched, the other person is describing the physical sensation in the body. But now the last 15 minutes, you talk about the emotional sensation and there is no good or bad feelings. All feelings are acceptable. Like, did you feel embarrassed? Did you feel strange? Were you uncomfortable? Was it pleasant? Um, yeah, any emotion that you have, you describe and you discuss. Once this exercise doesn't feel so difficult anymore, you can move on to step two. And step two is still the same four parts, but there is one difference. And that difference is you are now also allowed to touch breast and genitalia. However, the touch is not with the purpose of having sex. It's just different form of sensations. So it's not with the purpose of uh, having intercourse. If this feels a little much for you, if you feel like, well, we have a lot of our sex drive is perfect. We both want a lot of sex. There is nothing wrong there. And we want to practice our communication and learning our mindfulness during sex. You could do a similar exercise where you can end up having sex because this exercise is partly to learn communication and mindfulness, but also to learn to touch each other again without expectation of sex, because that's one of the sex killers in relationships is that we tend to um, stop touching and kissing each other in a sensual way outside of sex. Um, so it's very important to keep doing those things. But if that's working great for you, if the struggle is simply to communicate or to be present, then you could do a similar exercise where this could be formal foreplay in front for the sex, but that you have to learn and get used to, which is if you're not used to this, it's going to be very uncomfortable to explain what you're feeling and the sensation and describe the sex out loud. Um, and also to give feedback, but this is also skills everyone needs to have when it comes to sex. Everyone should have it. It's basic skills. It's the most basic skills when it comes to sex is to be able to be there with the partner and also being able to guide them and give feedback and um, communicate. So everyone should have that. So you can do a similar exercise 
where this can be part of the foreplay that you take turns touching each other and then you can touch each other in more sexual ways or more um, in ways that are intended for to lead to sex but um, still doing the same communicative exercise where you describe for each other or you can have this as a part of the main sex if you for instance do oral sex during oral sex you can give each other oral sex and have the person receiving oral sex describe the sensation and give guidance during the during sex or during the experience so that's another way to practice being present but also practice communicating and being there with your partner Sex is an act of freedom. It's a small part of your day where you have the possibility to undress from all your normal responsibilities in life for the moment and to play and have fun. And we adults have a tendency to not play at all as much as we should. Lack of play doesn't just make us boring in bed, but when play is abstinence, we tend to be taking things too serious or it takes ourselves too serious our egos are very fragile when it comes to sex so we then can very easily fall or have our egos crushed when things don't work out the way we expect them to Um, so when we have play as the core of sex instead of a competition or a to try to prove ourselves in any kind of way. Not only do we take away all the pressure, because in play there isn't right or wrong. It's just to have fun. And if you're communicating, there is no problem if things aren't 100% correct the first time. You learn and you just, you keep playing. You figure out what works. If something doesn't work, you just change. But if you're very rigid, and if you strive for perfection, and if you just, trying to impress the other person instead of playing with them it's as soon as a small mistake is made as soon as something isn't going to plan or how you expected it and reality slips in it all falls apart the erotism of the moment falls like a house of cards and the wind blows and everything is just gone but when play is involved Mistakes are allowed to be made and it doesn't destroy the moment and it doesn't take anything away from the moment because you're not striving for perfection. You're striving for pleasure and you're striving for enjoyment. And playing in bed can look very different. It can be anything from you flirting with each other, even while you're having sex. It can be a smile. It can even be a joke. It can just be testing things out because it's fun. It's just having that glimpsed in your eye and truly enjoying what you're doing and toying with it and not necessarily going for the most efficient or the most obvious um, thing in sex and it can also be just taking a second stopping for a moment to kiss or to show something visually like spreading your legs and not just going for it but it can just I'm not talking about 
necessarily having these long moments, but it's just glimpses, small seconds, and just toying with each other, playing with each other, teasing each other. Even laughing, you can have fun during sex. You can be giving a little smile. When you go down on all four, maybe you shake your butt. Maybe you turn around to give a little eye contact. Maybe you stop during oral sex and you look and make con eye contact and you give a little smile and then you go back down. Or you do something very visually stimulating. You're playing. Play with your lover. Play with your subject, your partner. Toy a bit with them. Tease a bit. Rebel a bit. That is what makes sex fun. And not just going for the big tourist attraction. Oh, I'm gonna... Now it's clitoris. <laughs> now it's breast clitoris <laughs> vagina, you know, <laughs> or ass. Um, investigate other parts of the body. You can also take a little moment and just suddenly stop and start playing somewhere else. Um, you can play, also play outside the bedroom. Say you're going away from home, kiss your partner, give them a long, like proper kiss, suck on their underlip a little bit, bite it a little, and maybe whisper a fantasy that you have that you want to do when you come home, or you can go down and give them 30 seconds of oral pleasure, and then you stand up and say you want to have more of that when you get home, and then you leave. Like, put in play both inside the bedroom but also outside the bedroom tease each other have fun send nice messages just enjoy sex is pleasure and it's an expression of freedom from your everyday responsibilities and it doesn't mean they're not there i'm not saying throw everything away but in that moment you have sex they're not there and it's the one thing you can use to make your everyday life so much more exciting and turn it into an adventure. Thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you this week to practice with your lover. To practice to communicate during sex. And you can do the oral sex example if that's something you're comfortable with. That you and your lover give each other oral pleasure. While you're receiving oral pleasure, you're describing the sensation and you're guiding your partner to give you pleasure. Now take turns doing this. It can either be in the same session or that you take turns that one day you're the giver and the other day you're the receiver. But test it out. It's going to feel strange at first if you're not used to talking during sex, but practice this until it's not uncomfortable anymore. And another homework I want to give you is to do something playful with your partner that you normally wouldn't do. And it can be in the bedroom or outside the bedroom. So that can be just that you go on all four, you shake your butt, you smile during sex before being penetrated. Or you 
do what I said. You give your partner a little bit of oral pleasure before you leave. Or perhaps your partner is uh, late home and they write your message apologizing for being late. Just say, oh, don't worry, I'm having fun. And send them a picture of just how fun you are having it. Something sexy, of course. Um, or just send them a naughty message, whether it's a voice message or a written message when they're at work. Just do something a little fun and a little naughty to your partner, your lover. Whether it's someone you date, someone you're already in a relationship with, or a person, maybe it's a casual sex partner, but do something fun and playful. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you come back to listen next Thursday. And I also hope that you have a week full of amazing and intense sex. See you next time.